Women Make Waves is an NC Fit podcast. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Women Make Waves podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay, and today, Bloom and I are sitting down with the one and only Camille LeBlanc-Bazinet. Oh, Ariel and I were talking before the show how much fun we have saying her name and how much fun this interview was. Camille goes there today, you guys. We talk all about her new launch into bodybuilding, her new app coming out, programming, nutrition, and all of the goodies that you have been waiting to hear about from Miss Camille. Also, speaking of bodybuilding, get stoked. One week from today is the launch of NC Flex, y'all. Oh, I have been testing these workouts the last week. It has been such a fun change and transition from more of the CrossFit, functional fitness, high-intensity workouts to something equally as functional but a little less intense. I am sore but not so sore that I can't work out again. I'm enjoying these workouts with training partners or on my own, and they are all coming to the NC Fit app. So if you have not already, go to the App Store Download the app and you will have access to NC Flex in your pocket starting November 1st. Be sure to download it, check it out, climb the leaderboard, train with your friends, train in the garage, train wherever makes you feel your best, and get down with NC Flex. Until next week, enjoy the show. Welcome back to another Women Makes Waves podcast. I am your host, Ariel. I'm here with Linz, and we're here with the lovely Camille Leblanc-Bazonet. I love saying your name. I just have to tell you that. <laughs> Everyone um, do. <laughs> well, you have a great name. I'm not so going to lie. I used to. I mean, I'm already going off topic, but when I was competing, they would like announce everyone like, you know, Stacey Dover, Emily Bridger, and Camille. It was like always That's so funny. I love it. Well, yeah, so you're here and we're happy that you're here because we're really excited to, you know, dive into all things fitness, nutrition, and the things that are lighting you up right now. But before we get into all of it, we love to start off by asking, how are you making waves? just going hard against the current. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, biggest project happening right now in uh, my household is uh, we're creating this app that's going, I mean, finger crossed, uh, to launch in October. Um, I'm just trying to create, and I've been working on this for like years now, like uh, gathering data, for people who don't know, I have a chemical engineering background. So if you know any engineer, you know that we're very like logical, like all database, like research and all that is super important to me. Um, and I've just been like so curious about the, the fitness, health, wellness world, like how it affects our body, why is so much about the industry toxic? um hurting people wrong um how much of it is just all about like uh, creating some uh, dependency from people giving like wrong results like wrong information always to push people towards like uh, certain habits that are 
you know, not long term and um, just like uh, way too focused on the economic side. Um, so I've been like gathering data for, I mean, about five years now on a different type of like diet and prescription uh, with my athletes to try to figure out what works most um, for most and also how to bulletproof those prescription like considering the change that are happening in your body weekly and uh, with my chemical engineering background I took all those data and uh, I mean without going too much in detail you can um, figure out some uh, variables that pops out that are like consistent and by using those like consistent variables you can um, kind of create algorithm with those change that like are bulletproof and then you put like boundaries around that um, to make sure that we're always in a healthy state and now I'm creating this whole nutrition programming thing for people to give them um, exactly what they're looking for and all under like a real like health component that's like this is not like a fad this is not a trend this is like really something that that works and i've worked with thousands and thousands and thousands of people and uh i'm so passionate and so excited about this and i think the only thing that i find really hard uh right now is like figuring out the marketing to go with this um because when you look at social media like the mark a lot of the marketing is so um visual like oh this girl looks like this and this girl looks like this and she's half naked and i want to look like her but what she's selling has nothing to do with what she's doing herself um which makes the whole i mean the health and wellness i think um and training and nutrition a world saying it's confusing for any newbie i think is an understatement because also i think a lot of people try to i mean i've seen two tendency i'm going so off topic already but i'm very passionate about all of this um keep going you can go as um, off topic as you want yeah some like what i've noticed as tendency like on social media are two things like either people like really go with trends so they'll see like a trend and then they'll try to adapt their um their speech with the trend and now they like kind of fit this tribe that are all about x y and z and they're very good to change their word when they talk to make it seems legit and that is so toxic and dangerous for like the day-to-day -day person that wants to believe that trend but that trend is in fact like just not real and it's not good and there's so much information hidden behind but then now you're selling this type of diet and people love being part of a tribe even though like that person that is like giving the information out they are more into getting the likes and the views and the approval than really relying the fact that they might not really know what they're talking about and uh, i just found that so toxic and dangerous but people just don't know that and it's extremely irresponsible i think from for people to 
to make themselves like kind of an expert in those area um, when like they were not and like you are hurting people like like don't say you go out there to help people when like you don't have like I'm not I'm not saying um, like for example I have the knowledge I have right now and maybe in five years I'll be like oh gosh I can't believe I used to say that but what I'm trying myself to give back is like the best information I have so far while continuing my education to always try to stay on top of things as the research are coming out and I follow tons of doctors and I'm like, like doctors are the people I follow the most, like not influencer because they don't necessarily like have like those type of, of proven research and having like their colleague try to disapprove their research to keep pushing us in the right direction. So that's the one part that I find like very hard to see, very like uh, toxic sometimes. And it, it's like, and you see people like just jumping in because they want to believe so bad that like chocolate and wine is the way to go in life, you know? So you give them like there's antioxidant and dark chocolate and wine and they're like, I can have wine and chocolate my whole life. And you're like, it doesn't work like that. It's still sugar. It's still going to bring peak your insulin, bring inflammation and so many other things. But all of a sudden that influencer like forget to say that part. Um, and the other thing that I see a lot happening is uh, influencer promoting a certain program, but they're not even following that. So it's like, I'm going to look like this if I follow this. And you're like, do you really eat like only like broccoli, chicken and rice all day for the past five years? Because I don't believe that. Um, so those are like, I feel like the two things that are really hard for me to compete against when I'm trying to market like real because people don't really like real <laughs> necessarily. They're like, that sounds hard. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I know you just crushed my dream saying that I can't have wine and chocolate and be ripped. Um, well, you can, but like, uh, follow my program because we'll, <laughs> we'll figure out how to do it like properly and we'll track it the right way. And that's also like part of what I do, like, and what we're launching in October. Um, the main way I teach people like nutrition is with uh, macronutrients. So for people at home who don't know what macronutrients are, those are what forms your food. So all food are forms of a ratio of fat, protein, and carbs, and those what also forms your calories. So often people ask what's the difference between calories and macronutrients is calorie right is the amount of energy you put in your body and those are formed from the food you eat which are divided in protein fat and carbs and those have different um uh effects on how your body responds to it so if you eat a lot of carbohydrate you'll have a spike in your insulin and you'll be more prone to start storing that energy and at the opposite if you have like um you're more in a fasted state or maybe higher in protein, you might like produce more glucagon and be more in a state where you're now trying to go in your body to take that energy. So glucagon like help you, um, uh, what's the word? Mobilize uh, your energy. So we take it out from, uh, and you, we use what you have in reserve as energy. So 
having like the right macronutrients within your calorie um, is like really what helps drive like body composition and also like look into having the right response from your body. So it's so much more than just being do this detox cleanse that is all, you know, carbs and juice. <laughs> Absolutely. Something Ariel and I talk about a lot is that exactly what you were saying, the fitness and training and nutrition industry in their marketing create a problem. So we think that we have this huge problem that we have to solve. And then yeah. as the solution, like, dun, 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 here's my fit tea. You know? I, I do have the solution. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, in the data that you've been collecting over the last five years, is there anything that you have found and I know that nutrition is not a one size fits all and isn't yep. super universal, but is there anything or any trend that you have found um, that if listeners wanted to start even taking a step in the right direction, what direction yeah. that might be? Hmm. Um, so yeah, there's a lot. I mean, that's a hard, it's a hard question to answer just because I never stopped thinking about it. So part of like those, those, um, okay, some stuff that I've learned along the way. Um, I, I work mostly with women. Like my, my vast majority of clients are women. I would say like 80 to almost 90% women. And uh, I think like one of the biggest thing I've seen at first is that most um certification and uh like most place where you learn about nutrition is always tailored for both so always tailored for both men and women as one group and that is in my opinion a huge mistake because women's hormones are so um fluid they move so much in a month and also it's not realistic to give like for example um a prescription to a woman that's like 200 pound who would like to be 160 it's not realistic to give her even a prescription for someone who's like maybe 180 because her energy expenditure and how her metabolism is reacting uh due to like her weight and activity is is just so so far from like if i give her a prescription to 180 she'll keep gaining weight because it's still too much because she doesn't have like necessarily the and not all women right i'm like really generalizing here with like um i guess like the average person that i've had that is like 200 pounds um normally it's, it's someone who do have quite um a bit of weight to lose in order to get to that healthy state like we're not talking about like body positivity here i'm really just talking about health so i don't want anyone at home to think that if they're 200 pound i think anything of them physically like please love yourself because i would love to also love myself as much as i can um but what i've noticed from like when you go like on those extreme um the, those prescriptions don't work according to like what I've read in certification and things like that. Because when you go towards the extreme, it just doesn't work to give those people what I guess those calculation already 
that are out there are it's it's too much or too little always and then it's it's very frustrating for that client to come that is at that weight and like notice that they gain weight when they like start what feels like a restriction to them um so i guess those two things are like the biggest thing i've learned like so much more about like and try to go more in depth with is really like those kind of hormonal response um how your body is reacting when you are in you know those that ovulation state versus like when you get your period and your testosterone is higher like how does your body react to that and also understanding that literally every woman's are different so some women will be losing weight when they have more testosterone even though their body is more prone to like take those, those carbs in which often makes us feel bloated and some women just take those carbs in and just start losing weight so yeah hormones are are interesting <laughs> and those extreme also like i think understanding that it's not a one size fit for all but there is some tendency and that's like what for me is very important is like the tendency is pretty much the same across depending on how you follow um and that's why like with what i do we do like check-ins every week and we look at how your body changed your mood and then we assess from that and move on so the tendency once we can put data into how your body is reacting is quite similar across the board um but kind of the starting place for everyone and how their hormones are reacting is different i hope that makes sense it totally does. Um, I could literally geek out with you on this all day because this is totally my jam. But before we go down any more rabbit holes, I'm so curious to know, because you said you've been collecting this data for like the past five years. Mm -hmm. How long has this been a dream for you to create something like this? Because it sounds like, and just having talked to you about it before we started recording, you're so passionate about it. Yeah. Um, and I'm also obsessed with the business side of anybody's business. So how long has this been, you know, like in the works for you? So, you know, um, I've been, I mean, I was a professional athlete forever. And I think there was like, when I hurt in my shoulder, I like, uh, my shoulder got pretty much ripped out in 2017 and I needed a surgery. And at that point I didn't realize that just because of where I was at, like in my life, um, I was like around, like, I think it's a mistake to be around just like one type of people that like, are like very similar. And I don't think you realize when you're younger that you're there. And then like, as you get older, you're like, what is this like weird bubble that I've been living in that, you know, I need to be exposed to like other uh, I guess other tribe, other people. So I can like really have like a real view of what's happening in the world. And when I got, um, when I heard in my shoulder, that was like really kind of this epiphany for me um, because I started to go back in like global gym. So I would do like isolation training and a lot more bodybuilding, which now is like most of my training, funny enough. Um, and when I went there with my husband and uh, it was like me trying to get back, uh, you know, to the CrossFit game. And I just remember, I think we were doing leg press and I like got super emotional. And, the, and they was like, 
what's wrong with you? <laughs> and uh, it just made me so sad and made me feel all the feel to see them. There was maybe about like 200 person, right? In this global gym, all on their phone, all like walking on the treadmill. And for me, what I saw was there's all those people trying to do something like trying to give themselves their best chance, trying to like follow something to be healthier. Like obviously they are here to start with. So they did show up and they're trying to make an effort, but like, like whatever they're following is not working or there's no plan or there's no progression. There's no help. And like the other component that went with that was, you know, there's all those coach in the global gym, but none of them are going to help you because they're all hoping to get this one-on-one -on -one private because they also have to pay their bills. So it's like, I just, I just saw this like completely like broken system that is also expensive. And it just really broke my heart to see so many, just so many people trying and how frustrating must this be to be trying, like showing up, taking time out of your daytime, away from your family time, away from like maybe other passion you have you could do to not get results or like do something that is, you know, not potent enough or too potent and then go backward or like, you know, say it really hit me hard. And, um, when that happened, that's when I started to, uh, to collect data. Cause back then I was like, I don't think I know enough. Like I'm not where I am right now. And back then I was like, I know I do know like way more than the average person just because I've been around so many like professional in their own field. And I've always had this like, enormous curiosity and uh I, like i feel like a sponge like i'm always like teach me your ways and then i also always try it which i think is very important because to me there's like book smart but there's also experience smart and they don't necessarily like go together because i mean you hear it all the time people are like who i have all those study and then they say something and like uh yeah, no. <laughs> or, you know, me and Dave, we always say uh, results are king. Um, that's like one of the things we say a lot. Results are king. So we'll try the what's in the book. But if there's no result, I'm sorry. But we kind of just like, um, uh, what's the word? Like, uh, I mean, we kind of just show that this doesn't work in real life because there's so much variables in real life. Um, so back then I started and I did this challenge with, um, uh, with a company that I do not want to promote because they haven't paid me <laughs> and they were supposed to. So I did this challenge with a, a company and, uh, I've had like, I had with them like thousands and thousands of people doing this challenge. So on my side, I was like, what a great opportunity to like, try things out with them right so i started to try things out with them like notice how they were reacting notice where it was too potent not potent enough and the biggest thing i realized on my side is that i was being too nice to them um to start because you know people are i think people get very like 
like scared of new but it really doesn't matter what is the new it's the change like literally when people start heading in the way they're hoping for they get scared because there's a change coming um so i started to get data there and then like just keep changing and like um, in Feroz, my, my business, what you can see is that we do those monthly challenge and those monthly challenge that we do, um, I give like prescription to my athletes and I get the data back like every week of how like they are changing with it. And for me on my side, I like kind of like always like take notes and take notes and take notes. So I've been doing that for five years and for five years, it's like you start to see those tendency of like those girls that are kind of in look like this and have this goal, like this is what works best for them. And like those girls are here, this is what works best for them and yada, 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 um, up to where I am right now. And then I feel like every time I'll have like my athletes asking questions about certain things and that like always piques my own curiosity because I'm like, oh, that's what, you know, the general population are wondering. Because for me, some of those questions, I think I've answered them for myself like 10 years ago. And that becomes such a normal like habit in my head that you forget that this is uh, something that like you need to like assess with like maybe some more beginners or even intermediate or advanced people. Because sometimes the advanced person also have such like pre-made thought and belief of like thinking that they know or that thing that worked for them like 20 years ago well it's not going to work anymore because now you're in menopause and now you're you know your hormones are changing you had a baby you had like there's just so many other things that it's like you need to cut those like preconceived notion and be like hey this is where we're at now um so yeah it's like really nice to have this literally monthly feedback um, back and forward with with my clients and my athlete that help me stay on top of my education because I'll like go back and listen like to uh, I was just listening to Dr. Uh, Rhonda Patrick uh, in my car this morning when I was driving my mom to the airport and she's she's I mean if you want to listen to someone she's awesome because she loves experiments on herself and like gets mad that there's no research like she was talking the one I was listening uh the research about like sona and now she's all trying keto and it's just so interesting for me because then I try it and then I like check out you know with with some people around me I'm like do this do that and um yeah so that's I mean that's what I've been doing I'm sorry, I just went. It's funny. <laughs> I don't talk that much normally, but I'm so passionate about this. <laughs> you say Rhonda Patrick, and I I remember getting turned on to her years and years ago when she was on Joe Rogan's podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where I found her too. Yeah, she was talking about this smoothie that she drinks every day. And I was like, I'm going to drink the Rhonda Patrick smoothie. Yeah. And I yeah. made it, and I was like, this is the most disgusting thing I've she, ever had in my life. Yeah, she is the most disgusting thing ever. Like, disgusting. And like, I would sit there with my nose plugged and try to drink it. I'm like, Rhonda Patrick does it. Rhonda Patrick does it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she like eats like sardine every day. And like, she was talking, because um, she was like literally pregnant like the year prior to me, I think. So uh, 
she had like all that stuff like that she was eating to help and like the things that were supposed to be really good for like the brain development of your baby. And uh, I ended up having, uh, when I was pregnant, and I can never say this word, like, it's like hyper uh, something, something where you're just so sick. And I like couldn't eat anything. And I was like, oh my gosh, you said that I need to eat this. <laughs> and I was like, I couldn't even like, I like, I like lost 10 pounds, I think my first, um, I think my first two months of pregnancy because I was so sick, which got very scary, but yeah, but she's great. Um, I don't even know what we were talking about before I got excited about her. <laughs> it doesn't matter. That's what that's the best part about podcasts. We can take the scenic route to whatever yeah. we talk about. Something I love that you said earlier was kind of breaking out of the echo chamber. Cause I know Ariel and I have talked about this a lot. Like, we're both at a point in our life where we're like, you can take your intensity and like shove it. I just want a workout that I can do and stay consistent to. And my body can't always stay consistent to like a four minute Fran workout and like yeah. want to be like a pile of mess on the floor at the end. Um, and mm -hmm. I love that you, it took right like that massive shoulder injury and you to just like see the world through such a different paradigm and then using yourself as your own best experiment to see what the rest of the world was kind of where they needed knowledge, where they needed help or assistance in their training. What was that transition like? Cause I know it's been very, very hard for me mm -hmm. having like lived and breathed and coached this certain type of fitness for yeah. so long to start transitioning out of it. I really believe that like uh, knowledge is power. Um, and for me, it was more than the shoulder that uh, was like this huge, like, I mean, the shoulder was like this catalyst of me, like realizing what I really wanted to do with my life, which was not winning the CrossFit game. I wanted to help people. Like I wanted to help people tremendously. Like it, it, it really like broke my heart then and there to a point that I it was weird because I just remember going back home almost feeling paralyzed. I was like, what can I do? Like, how can I do it? And am I the right person? Like, like am I going to be able to build this? Because as I said, for me, it was like back then, I was like, I don't think I have enough knowledge and enough data. And I think because I'm a little engineer, it was like, oh, I'm going to get, get the data. <laughs> like, let's start with anything grab those data and then I'll be able to start moving on. And it's, I feel like this is how I like started this machine of like, just like data, result, change, data, result, change, data, result, question, 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 answer, answer, answer for right now and change, change, change. And then you just keep going. Um, but personally for myself, um, in 2000, in 2018, after, um, the CrossFit game, I started to lose my memory and I started to do things that were very, very scary. Like, um, I remember one day I, well, that's the thing. I don't remember some of the stuff in that day. Um, but I remember this would happen like, like too often right after the CrossFit game where I would like sit on my couch and 45 minutes would go by. And I, I, 
I just, they didn't knew, like, I was like, wait, like, what was I, what was I doing? What just happened? Like, I remember me and Dave went to, I cried so much that day. Me and Dave, like, went and, like, bought a computer. And I got home and there was no computer. And I still don't know up to this day what I did with it. Like, I don't know if I put it on the roof of the car and it flew away. I don't know. I've never found the computer again. So I like in the, the matter of five minutes, I like lost a thousand dollars. And Dave, like, I was so scared. We would yell at me that I like started to cry before. And I was like, you don't understand. Like, I'm so scared of what just happened. Like, so then I, um, I started to work with, uh, Dr. Yurt, Dr. Elizabeth Yurt, who, uh, does, a uh, um, longevity stuff and uh, we started to look at my blood marker and uh, it took a while to, for me to get my blood marker because they thought I was a menopause a menopausal woman because they don't know when they receive your blood like how young you are and you know what you do um, because my body was so messed up for going so hard for all those years um, that you know, when people say that they're killing themselves for something, I truly was. So my blood marker, like my inner um, biology, I was like 70 years old. And then we started to talk about like how hard it would be for me to get pregnant and all of that. And that was so scary. And, and that really opened up, I guess, like for me on my side, that curiosity door of like, well, let's talk about that intensity at all costs. Like, what does that do to us, really? And then I realized that it does not correlate at all with longevity. It doesn't correlate with, like, joint health. It doesn't correlate with any of, of those markers. So, like, no, going this hard for, for all this time, like, like I did compared to my, my, you know, data, my blood marker. My blood marker was so bad. And it was like, okay, well, this is not working. I like cannot do this. And I cannot do this in like, I don't know how to say it, so many ways because I know if I go here, what I could do, and I don't know if I can even press on the brake. So how can I produce a program for myself that correlates with longevity and life balance and like feeling good and having those markers go up here and like how can I really reduce that inflammation really reduce like all the like yucky stuff that has been happening in me for all those years like my you know I started to have knee tendinitis I I uh, needed another shoulder surgery and I just got stem cell uh, put in my shoulder um from uh, Dr. Voss in uh, Boulder, which is unbelievable. So if you go there, like go, go find Dr. Voss, he'll fix you. Um, and that's kind of like what happened to me. So it, it wasn't just this like, um, like the pressure of like this constant performance and like kind of this ego in you that goes to the gym and feel like you have to perform that started to feel very unhealthy to me like when i was starting to get pregnant well trying to get pregnant with dave like i wanted to go to the gym and because i'm camille it was always this person being like Ooh, like you know we're gonna go so hard and i'm like that just 
I might walk in this run, okay? I like do not care. I just want to get, you know, a good workout in that makes me feel good and that I feel like I'm heading in the right way. And they, you know, all those things together was kind of this, again, I think because I'm such a data-driven person, it was like, well, obviously the data here, even though I like the training this way but I think it was more of an uh, it was a little bit of more of ego into feeling I'm good here I like and then you're like who the fuck cares if I can do pull up fast like I just want to be a good mom and help people and that was this huge shift for me and then what ended up happening my husband like got into bodybuilding after helping me with my shoulder because we noticed we really got into hypertrophy work and he got obsessed with hypertrophy so i got obsessed with hypertrophy um because we were like learning all all about it together and i saw his health improve tremendously and his confidence and it was and he also had this way of training that was hard and fun and exciting but instead of like focusing on, on a score that you live or on a time that you have to go faster, the, the whole way that we both like um, our business work for us and Thunderbro, everything is about like feeling like we're after a response from your body and not a time or a weight, which is awesome because we can like really tax your shoulder and get like a response of growth or like you know, toning or whatever. I know people hate to use the word toning, but it is like you losing weight while keeping your muscle. That's how you tone. But we were able to have those physical change through kind of some of the intensity that that we were learned how to be intense from, from CrossFit. But now with the training methodology that is all about, I want you to feel like this when you're doing that. And you can achieve that feeling with super lightweight too. So we don't have to run after a score or a time to get the result. Now we're running after kind of doing things on purpose with purpose to get the appropriate response from your body. And that became like just super fun to like, to like do and run after that. And I notice myself right now when I train, I'm like, damn, I, I wish I put this much attention to like my movement, like, you know, 10 years ago to avoid like, you know, shoulder surgery and like knee tendinitis and like my back always getting in spasms and all that other stuff. It's so refreshing to hear um, like this mental shift for you, just because I think that so many of us experience some form of burnout in the process of chasing aesthetics and health. And I think a big part of it, and it comes back to, I feel like always the like fitfluencers on social media that are, they look a certain way. And it's even athletes that we follow that we're inspired by, you know, like they look a certain way, but it by no means means that they're healthy. You know, like even looking yes. at your own biomarkers, like mm -hmm. you were by all standards outside, like your external person was healthy. And then internally you were like going to blow up at any moment. And yeah. I think that's something that's so worth noting for so many people is that 
just because you want to look a certain way, it does not mean that that's an at all cost looking that way. And there's like a way to be that lean or look that way and still prioritize your health. And I, for a really long time, and I just, this is why I appreciate you saying this, like for a really long time, I was in the camp of like, I'm not going to help people lose weight because like, I want you to focus on getting stronger. So like, I'm not going to be that person that's going to help you change your body composition because I don't want you to focus on that. Like that's toxic. Yeah. But really, and you, you touched on it and it just like kind of lit me up is you see people change these pieces of themselves. You saw Dave get more confident, the, the like more that he put the attention into those things that piece and like that confidence piece is so huge because it's the thing that helps people see the result they want to see, but then feel the way that they want to feel. And I'm like, totally, totally here with you on this. So in terms of like, I'm, I'm more curious now, like in terms of your training and in terms of, um, what you've been focusing on because now I know you're preparing for this, this fitness competition, (laughs) which is amazing. So what are some things that you're learning in this process? And is it as mundane as some people like make it out to be? I'm really curious. I'll go with the yes. Um, (laughs) It is very mundane. But if you've talked to anyone that do anything at an elite level, including building a business, mundane is where you become great. And the more you can change your habit to those mundane, the more it becomes normal. And then you kind of keep taking that next step. So um, yeah, I don't know how to give a pep talk on that side because it's like, I think like the biggest thing for people to kind of (laughs) realize, Gosh, let's not even go there. But there's so much. um, The biggest thing that like I'm learning through this, because here's the thing for me, it's very important that I do a show, even though I'm very aware that the last like two or three weeks might not be like, you know, unquote, super healthy. But it's very important to me that I go all the way through this to like build credibility and really go all in in the process of learning, like how this whole thing is. And so far, some of this, the things that I've learned the more is that our bodies are amazing. They adapt to anything. And that goes in like very, very good and very, very bad way. Like they do adapt to everything. And it's, it's just so exciting to see how my body is reacting. Like I'm the lightest I've been right now since I'm like 20 years old like I don't know and like just keep in mind that uh when I was 20 was my first CrossFit game and I passed the next 10 years trying to to gain muscle mass because I was always one of the lightest um and right now I'm like back to like being as light as that um but the biggest thing is like your body adapts so if you have the right uh nutrition and training follow-up that increase slowly like it's a what i'm doing right now is kind of like a slow decrease of my calorie as my body adapts to the new um caloric intake and as my weight goes down 
because that your weight goes down as a survival mechanism from like what you're feeding it and like then it adapts to that so it's kind of like we're back at this space where you're great so then you have to shock it again a little and you keep going down and what i'm learning right now is that i am adapting to it because the progression at which i am doing uh this diet is is sane and good which means that i'm losing about one to three pounds a week so i started my prep uh 16 weeks out of my competition and that is like one of the huge difference between uh, people wanting this, this quick fix and being, I want to lose 10 pounds this week. And it's like, that is not going to work. Like that is not going to work long-term. You're not giving your body any chance to adapt. Your hormones are going to go like all over the place. And next thing you see, and you see this with like so many people, you see yo-yo diet and you see uh, their metabolism being shut down. Like I can't even tell you the amount of like people that I've met that look puffy. And then when I ask them like how much they're eating, they're like, I'm eating 800 calories a day and like running for two hours and I'm gaining weight. And you're like, oh, your metabolism is completely shut down because they did nutrition like, you know, with the wrong person or like they did things that were too aggressive so when you think about like this like 16 weeks period of like this slow progression when i started we started like at a maintenance uh amount of food even i would say maybe even more than that and like almost no training which was super weird for me but we started making sure to like increase my metabolism and then like you start to slowly introduce in as your body adapts while keeping your metabolism high so what we're doing as we're like getting closer and closer to competition is like my cardio is going up obviously but my my food is also taken in consideration when i do this cardio so i'll have days that i do more or less cardio and the day that I do more cardio, I'll have more food, but I'm kind of burning it. So that way my body is always um, understanding that food is fuel. So food is fuel, food is fuel. So it's never this type of thing where I don't eat for three days and then I eat way too much on the weekend. It's really just a, a up and down progression to the week with that like rotation of high and low calorie day. And every Saturday I have a cheat meal at night. So the whole week I'm in like a low um, uh, caloric intake. Like I'm, you have to be in a deficit to lose weight, um, but too much deficit with too much training will shut down your metabolism. So you really need to like have like a slow progression of like your food coming down with your weight and the cardio kind of going up as you adapt. And that way, like everything kind of keep going smoothly in the right direction. I hope people can follow this a little. And, I love it. And like every Saturday, I get like this cheat meal. And the nice thing about the cheat meal is that you have this like huge spike of insulin because you are so um, sensitive to it at this point because my, car my carbs intake is quite low through the week because we want to make sure that I'm using mostly my fat storage as fuel. 
or as much as I can. So depleting your glycogen first with the cardio in the morning is, is kind of great because then you'll go more into this like, or like doing fasted cardio, which I, I do a lot in the morning, um, which is good because again, in, in this fasted state, so you're more prone to use um, your fat storage as fuel, or at least I try. Um, and then this like spike of insulin on Saturday, like really helps promote like recovery because you're, your whole body gets like this like surge of like you know food spike your insulin like the, the whatever you eat goes in your muscle and it tries to like heal and build everything um and then that brings your metabolism back up and then i always have two days after that that like i'm kind of craving sugar right because then we take it away and it's just one meal so it's not a whole day of cheating um and then you kind of keep going this way and I guess those are like the biggest thing I'm, learn I'm learning with this. And th those are already the kind of the methodology that I I'm using with my athletes um, because it works so well. Um, I don't even know, remember what was the question. I just went into this whole thing of like, um, but that's what I'm doing right now. And oh, yes, what I've, what I've noticed in, in general is that it is not as bad as I thought it would be because I am adapting but you need to have really high discipline. The discipline is what I guess gets hard. Like we had a you know barbecue last Sunday, and it's like I'm eating, you know, I'm not eating the burger like without measuring because that just doesn't fit at all in like what I'm eating. Um, but it's very exciting. And um, going back, Ariel, to some of what you were saying with like. We don't want to promote like unhealthy behavior with people. But what I've noticed in myself, and I, I know some people are going to hate me for saying this, but I'm just being honest because it's, it, I think it's important. I've never liked how my body looked when I did CrossFit because I was chasing performance. Like I, I didn't like how I look and I didn't like how I felt because it was this constant pushing to eat more and like grow those muscle. And like, I had a super thick waist to be like, as like uh, strong as I could. My legs felt heavy when I ran. Like I just did not like that. And I was always hurt. My face was puffy. I had so much pimple because I was always sweating and my hormones were like all over the place because I was just so inflamed for the overtraining and over caffeinated and like underfed and just to try to like keep myself riding this red line between like too much injury and performance and uh i like just really didn't like how i i looked and feel even though i performed like you know i think a lot of people would dream of um and now i'm in a position where like i put a, a, a bathing suit on and i'm like damn girl and you know you check the booty and you're like you're like wow like it's just so exciting to like and you can see in my face like my face is like they've looked at my face the other day it's like so tiny and i was like yeah like it's crazy how everything is changing within me and like i can like dance with my daughter and my back doesn't hurt i don't feel like my shoulder gonna be ripped up like i train for like well, now I train more because I have the, the cardio, but like, um, I guess in not like 
prep training. Like I, I train for 45 minutes and I'm done and I feel great and I feel like my health is more on track. And I think like that feeling good and looking the best I've ever looked all in that under that umbrella of being healthy is just, I'm just so excited to be like doing that. And my husband too, and we both feel and look the best we've ever. And this is what both of our business are all about. That's what we hope to give to people because I do think that if we can give people like, something to achieve their like body goal while feeling great like it's just i know how it makes me feel and i like want to do that for others i'm obsessed with this conversation thank you for sharing all of that and all of the like realness of you know like comp prep because i think that's also a piece that people don't necessarily think about. And I know that you share a ton of it on social media. So if anybody wants to continue following your journey and learn more about this amazing app that's coming out, where can people find you? Oh, I'm so bad at, I'm, I need to be better at sharing on social media. <laughs> I'm so the tired of social media sometimes. Um, yeah, Camille Albaz is my, uh, handle, um, but, uh, furrows underscore fitness underscore that's, that's our business. And we share their like training and tons of macro friendly recipes and, uh, try to motivate people. And, um, yeah, I think we're building, you know, something great. And I, I feel like it's important for people to know because I do have a lot of people uh, telling me like, oh, I did, you know, this in the past and it was, it, it like wrecked me or it made me feel horrible or like often their metabolism got shut down. And I just think it's important for people that to know that there is a way to achieve how you dream to look without having to be unhealthy, but it takes time. And like, I think people see me right now, the way I look right now. And they're like, oh my God, you just had a baby. And it's like, <laughs> I did, that was 13 months ago. And I've been working hard and been disciplined for 13 months. So it is doable. Just don't expect it to happen in one month. Like, but 13 can happen. Hell yeah. Totally. I mean, here's the, here's the thing. And I try to keep, to keep, um, telling myself that too when i don't want to do something you can start something right now that is like takes five years right to achieve well in five years you're going to be five years older anyway so you can either do it or not you're going to be five years anyway with or without result and like you know same thing goes for like education or, or a business you want to start like anything you want to do like the time is going to go by anyway, so you can do it or not. And uh, yeah, <laughs> that is so that makes sense. perfect way, like perfect little snippet to leave people with. So they stay fired up and ready to just like run through walls after this conversation. Yeah, so don't, wait for October. Things, things are coming and it's going to be fantastic. Epic. Thank you so much, Camille. Thank you, Dave. Thanks, Cam.